Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. Whoa! This is The View from Vitale, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. With Jamie Rivers and Kerry Davis, I'm Anthony Salter. Let's head to our 101 ESPN Celebrity Line. We're joined by Joe Vitale, who will be on the call in a couple of days when the Blues take on the Canucks. What's up, Joe? Happy New Year. Hey, fellas. Happy New Year to you as well. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Matthew Kessel, what are, what are you seeing thus far out of the kid? I know it's only been a game, but what did you see out of him, and, and what do you think that he can do uh, in terms of replacing uh, or at least helping out that defensive core with Justin Falk out? Well, yeah, I mean, tell you what, Justin Falk's, a, to me, an irreplaceable player. Uh, you know, he's a 200-foot defenseman. He's been getting it done offensively right before he got injured. You know, he, had, he couldn't find that from a goal standpoint, but found it in the last couple of weeks before his injury. So he was starting to move in a great direction. So this is an unfortunate setback for Justin and for this Blues team. But I tell you what, Matthew, Matthew Kessel looked pretty good to me the other night. I know it's a tough situation. You know, imagine a kid who's only played two National Hockey League games. He gets the first call up of the season. And all of a sudden, he's going out there against potentially, you know, three or four Hall of, Hall of Famers, including Sidney Crosby. He had a tough matchup all night against him because of being on the road. I think that the Pittsburgh Penguins did their job and did homework as far as trying to match them up against Toy Crew and Matthew Kessel with the Crosby and the Malkin line. So a, a tough test for him, and you know how it is when these call-ups. The first game is always a little bit shaky. Uh, I expect him to settle in a little bit better in games two and three. But a right-handed shot with Tory Krug, uh, it's a big, big plus year for St. Louis as it's loaded up with left, left-handed shots. So to me, it was a good start for him, and I'm looking to see how he progresses forward. Joe, what are some of the positives the Blues can draw from those two losses? Because you know, losing sucks. Nobody likes that. But what are some things that you think the team can grab and, and try to hang on to moving forward? Well, Jamie, I think that the power play is certainly an area still to me that's that's really important taking some great steps. You know, we were at the morning skate the other day, and I think it's a bunch of players who are just taking a lot of pride in the little different plays. You know, I sat up there during the morning skate and, you know, heading into that Dallas game, and I'm watching, you know, Kevin Hayes work with Jake Neighbors and Steve Ott. And, you know, of course, Kevin Hayes on the half ball and putting Jake Neighbors in front. And they worked on this little one-touch backdoor play, and it was so crazy to see that that very night – them try that play where Kevin Hayes with the half wall and you move it to Jake Neighbors and it's a one touch through his legs to the back door where Justin Falk just couldn't connect on it or else that's another you know you see the power play goal there in Pittsburgh you go back to the Dallas game as well I think this is the power play that certainly has been shooken up since Drew Bannister and to be frank it's it's one of those areas of the game that needed to improve and if they could get that and that alone going in the right direction they're going to find themselves starting to win games I know you lose the last two but you're still five and three under Drew Bannister, and even though you lose the last two games, you know even especially the one two games ago, that's a game you should we should win against Colorado. I mean they played good enough to win that game. They played that style nine times out of ten you're going to win that game. It's just unfortunately that Jonathan Taves, no, um, Devon Taves scores a late minute there, and, and, and you lose that game. But aside from that, it's a great game. Even the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know Drew Bannister said it. There's two mistakes we made that hurt us, and you're going to play good teams. You're going to play against great players, and you just can't make those mistakes. And 
He hopes his team continues to move forward and take steps in the right direction, even though they're not seeing the results lately. But there have been some really big steps under Drew Bannister. Yeah, Joey, I was going to ask you that, and, and great to talk to you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, the, the Blues are 5-3 and three since the transition of Bannister being on the bench. And prior to that, Army talked about just the compete level and how it should look every single night. Are you seeing that from this team right now, or is, has it changed from what you saw uh, prior to Bannister getting here? You know, I think the compete's been there, Kerry. You know, is, has it been every game? Has it been all eight games? No. Can you expect it, you know, eight for eight? No. Can you expect all 82 games in a year to be competitive? Absolutely not. I mean, it's a long year, right? I mean, this is, there's a lot of wear and tear. I mean, they just came off a bear of a November and early December. You know, six weeks, one player called it one big long road trip. So they're going to be feeling the bumps and the bruises and the exhaustion through that. Uh, but you're hoping to find a little bit more consistency with that compete, and I think we have. I think that Drew Bannister has done a really good job of, you know, sticking to his guns as far as, you know, holding players accountable, whether it be a Pavel Buchnevich sitting through that last half of the third period versus Tampa Bay Lightning. Or, you know what, maybe going with the second power play unit in that multiple times in that Chicago games, that ends up winning you the game. And, and you're bypassing some of your best goal scorers, including the, maybe the future all-star of, of Robert Thomas when, when you look at the all-star game coming up. So I think to do this coach, keeping players accountable, I think that he's got a good, quiet, stoic voice, and I think the players are responding very well to it. I think the biggest change we've seen is just a consistency of the system. You know, you look at that Colorado and Pittsburgh game, there weren't a lot of errors. There weren't, wasn't a good chunk of the game where they got outplayed or they were out of position or they gave up a lot of odd man rushes. There just there wasn't a lot there. And I think this is the biggest thing I've seen with Drew Bannister, too, has been the Blues have really limited odd man rushes. And I think that Drew has been doing a good job as far as keeping these players accountable to making good puck decisions in the right time of the game, especially the right areas of the game. Uh, and specifically in that offensive blue line. We have not seen a lot of turnovers and just lazy, lethargic plays there, uh, which, of course, those plays are the ones that lead odd man rushes the other way. And the odd man rushes really have been limited, especially to two very talented teams as of late in the Colorado Avalanche and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Joe Vitale joining us right now on the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Joe, what do you think right now? I mean, you, you observe, you don't just observe the Blues, you observe the rest of the league as, as you know, each opponent is on the Blues schedule. When you watch other teams, what do you think is missing right now with this Blues squad from potentially flipping a switch and me being even more consistent than what we've seen under Bannister? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think that, you know, do we have a talented enough top line to carry us? through big stretches yeah i don't know yet i don't know if we do just yet i mean robert thomas certainly is breaking out this year jordan kairos had some inconsistencies you know pavel buchnevich he was hurt for a couple chunks of the games uh, earlier in the year and you know he got benched through one so he's kind of found some inconsistencies as well don't get me wrong i think it's an incredible top line but is it a top line that could cover up the lack of depth scoring i don't know you know you look at that colorado avalanche team obviously a premier team in the national hockey league that McKinnon and that, you know, uh, whether it be Duran on, on his line, Rantanen, you know, or, or Nachushkin, those three alone, the three, I take three out of those four in that top line, that, that is a power horse of, of a top line. And I talked to the Colorado broadcasters and some of the players, and right now that they are, that line has been carrying the lack of the depth scoring for the Colorado Avalanche through some games. So you, you look at championship caliber teams, you look at the Edmonton Oilers who have now caught the Blues, the Seattle Kraken who have caught the Blues now. I think that they have this this balance of the second and third line picking up the slack at times. Uh, Drew Bannister has been trying to find the chemistry and moving some players and pieces around to try to you know recover a little bit of that and try to find some more secondary scoring because right now they're just not getting a ton of consistent secondary scoring. And the reality is I just don't know if our top line 
is as uh, as, as skilled or as, as powerful as, let's say, a Ransom line or a Cindy Crosby line or a line with Conor McDavid. I mean, those type of players and those type of lines can carry you through and cover up a lot of messiness in your lineup. And I think that right now it's not that we, we need to rush this top line because they are still young and they're growing. We just don't necessarily, I think, have that, that consistent depth scoring in the second, third, and our fourth line hasn't really been pitching, on, pitching in 5-on-5 five five as well. So I would say depth scoring is probably the biggest thing that's preventing them from taking a big step. And, 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 our, and our top line just isn't quite there like, like the Ranson and the McKinnon lines across the league are. Joey, uh, McKenzie McEachern back down to Springfield. The Blues recall Nathan Walker. Uh, you know, what do you expect to see from Nathan Walker with this call-up? And bigger picture, or bigger questions, what do you think the Blues are wanting? You know, Jamie, I think, you know, you watch every game like me. I think that they really need an identity line. They need a, a fixer line. They need a, you know, Sunquist barbershev steen line. A line just to go out there with veteran players that understand the game, are students of the game. And understand what the game needs, you know, whether it be, you know, a physical shift or a muck it up shift or an offensive zone shift, or, you know, Nathan Walker's been known to drop the mitts and really kind of stir it up as well. I think they need that energy spark plug line. And, you know, Mackenzie McCracken, I think he did fine on his call up, but there just wasn't anything extra beyond that that really stood out with that Sammy Blaze Sunquist and McEachern line. You bring up Nathan Walker. You know he certainly is undersized. He's been he's been that's been kind of the knack on him his whole career, and it's unfortunate too because the kid plays with so much spitfire. He's got so much energy and charisma in his game, and you know he's he's got a scoring touch too. He's got a very quick release, and he's been known to put up you know six, seven, eight goals if you give him a great stretch of the season like he did a few years ago. So I think they're going to find hopefully some depth scoring, maybe get a couple more goals for this fourth line, five on five. But all in all, I think the Blues team, they really need that fix-it, catalyst, spark plug line with lots of energy, lots of enthusiasm that can start games, finish games, maybe just get scored on. It's a 2-1 game midway through the third. What line is going to go out there and try to grab momentum? Because right now I think that that's certainly an area of the game that the Blues really have been needing for a long time and just haven't had it. Joe, good stuff. We uh, we appreciate your time, and we'll be listening when the Blues take on the Canucks in a couple of nights, and we'll hear you on the pregame and, of course, the game. Sounds great, you boys. You guys have a great day as well. Thanks, Joe. See ya.